Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, it's uh, time to dispel rumors. President Trump did not concede the election. This rumor has made its way like a forest fire around the tech tyrant cesspool, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and elsewhere. He did not concede. I want to get to that today, but most importantly, I want to get to a segment Tucker did last time, which is a good one. If you were a Dem Media symbiote, you know, like the Venom, Eddie Brock symbiote, right? And you wanted to develop a four-point plan to dismantle the conservative movement in the country with it, how would you do it? I'm going to walk you through that step one through step four. But importantly, I'm going to walk through a battle plan to fight back. Things we are going to do because we're not going to let that happen. There are no quitters here. This isn't the bed quitter brigade. For those of you who listened to my show yesterday, we're not going to do it. Do not miss today's show. It's going to be very important. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, surf the web in peace. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Dude, I'm all set and ready to go, and here we go. All right. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> we had a technical mishap in the front. <laughs> I said, Joe, you got to make that short. All right, getting right into today's show. <laughs> One of the live stream of this show is going to be epic one day. Don't miss it. All right. All right. Today's show brought to you by iTarget. This year's reminded us of many things, including how important it is to look after the ones we love and to be prepared. This holiday season, give the gift of safety and practice. Give them iTarget Pro. You have the constitutional right of self-defense, but also a moral obligation to be safe. Most of us don't have time to consistently train, plus ammo is expensive. That's why iTarget was invented. iTarget, they have a proprietary app and a laser round you can now train safely with in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. Practice shooting fundamentals like grip, ex- uh, extension, stance, uh, aim, your sight picture, your sight alignment, everything, breath control, muscle memory, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all major calibers, including 223 and 556. Today, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code Dan at checkout when you go to itargetpro.com. Smartest way for you to practice pays for itself in just a few days. That's the letter I, itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com, use offer code Dan. We get a ton of great feedback about this. You got to train. You got to train, folks. itargetpro.com. All right, Joe, let's go. Man alive, Joe. A little slow on the take today, Armacost. <laughs> I this, think we've got a strong <laughs> you, I'm gap. telling you, the live stream, you're <laughs> not going to want to miss that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. All right, let's dispel rumors. Let's not throw this nonsense out right away. Um, folks, President Trump did not concede. It's even happened at my house this morning. I'm not going to go into the specifics, but we were talking to someone this morning. He's like, really? President Trump conceded? No, we didn't. Quick article by the Washington Examiner being the show notes today. I strongly encourage you to read it um, about President Trump's alleged concession. He did not. The GSA agreed to release money for a transition. Headline, Emily Larson, Washington Examiner, General Services Administrator officially allows Biden to begin transition process. But, 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 that, but, but the liberals told us that means President Trump conceded. No, that's not what that means at all. That means a government entity made a decision independent of President Trump to allow money for a transition if, in fact, when the legal challenges are done, uh, Vice President, the former Vice President Biden is announced the victor. He hasn't conceded anything from the article itself. Quote, Trump expressed approval of the decision by GSA, but without a concession. 
but without a concession. Do I need to read that again? Indicating that he still believes he can win the election through various challenges to election results. Okay, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. There's nothing to spend time on. He didn't concede. That's a rumor. It's a myth. It's simply not true. It is a simple administrative process in light of the uncertainty surrounding the election that was made independently of President Trump by a government entity, period. Full, complete stop. There is no concession. Anyone telling you that is simply lying to you or doesn't know what they're talking about. Oh my gosh, it's frustrating. All right, I've got a stack show today. I don't want to spend a lot of time on dopey stuff, but I can't even tell you how many even fre- how many friends of mine texted me, what happened? The president conceded. I don't know what happened because he didn't succeed. So I don't know what to tell you. So moving on here, Tucker Carlson did a segment last night. It was a good one. Folks, it's a warning we all, all need to hear. I'm going to cover later in the show the Pennsylvania stuff I teased yesterday and the Georgia stuff because there's a lot going on, but this is critical. This is more of an overview argument here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at a critical time. There are things happening right now under our noses, in some, some cases right in front of our faces, that if allowed to continue to their logical endpoint, we won't have a country left. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. The country will be unrecognizable from the freedom-loving constitutional republic you grew up in. If you were going to implement a four-point strategy to destroy the republic, decimate the conservative movement and freedom and liberty-loving patriots with it, how would you do it? Well, folks, what would be the first step? First step would be to make sure that your political opposition not necessarily big corporations or whatever you call them. I mean your political opposition, working people, dirt under the fingernails, people on the ground. That way your political opposition were bankrupted. Not going to think much about politics if you can't feed your family, right? Kind of witnessing that now, aren't we? Successful small business owners owning restaurants, bars, nightclubs. Churches, by the way, which still need money to operate, although they're nonprofits, being bankrupted because you won't allow people in the pews. You bankrupt your opponent, you get them thinking about eating. You're not much thinking about voting when you're thinking about eating, right? That would be step one for me. And while you're bankrupting your opponents, by the way, through lockdowns, endless attacks, trying to destroy their credit, sending in health inspectors constantly. You'd also want to enrich your friends, the political opposition as well, wouldn't you? Because it doesn't do you any good if you don't have rich friends to support you while bankrupting other people who have money and may support political causes themselves. That would be step one. Step two would be you'd want to decimate and destroy election integrity as well, right? You can't have elections where you might lose because the people who you pissed off, if I may use such language, they may actually vote. (laughs) In fact, many of them did. But you want to make sure that you got an insurance policy in the election, too. Insurance, what do you mean, votes? No, no, I don't mean votes. I mean a process in the background, just in case the election was like free and fair and you lost. Step three, you know, of course, you'd want to use the government. You'd want to weaponize it to attack and destroy your opposition. That hasn't happened. It's not like they spied on a presidential campaign and started fake investigations with them based on a pee-pee, a pee-pee tape. <laughs> Never oh, sorry, it did. 
or maybe using people with law enforcement power to target groups like the NRA. That didn't happen. Oh, of course it did. And maybe step four, shut down any political speech by monopolizing the new public square. What uh, public square? What's the new public square? Well, of course, social media, Google, Twitter, and Facebook. Tucker Carlson summed these four points up. This clip is about a minute and 30. He summed up these four points last night beautifully, where he made the point that the election was rigged through these four points. This is an absolutely terrific take last night. I want you to listen to this, and we're going to discuss on the way back how exactly we fight back, because I'm not going to sit back and take it. Check this out. The media allowed them to do it. At the same time, beginning in the spring, Democrats used our public health emergency for nakedly partisan ends. They punished Trump supporters for trying to gather, but they exempted their own activists, rioters and vandals from BLM and Antifa, from the COVID lockdowns entirely. They said this out loud. The restrictions they did enforce crushed America's small businesses, the heart of the Republican Party. And yet they made their own donors fantastically richer. Jeff Bezos alone saw his net worth jump by more than $70 billion during the pandemic. Then Democrats used the coronavirus to change our system of voting. They vastly increased the number of mail-in ballots because they knew their candidates would benefit from less secure voting. And they were right. They used the courts to neutralize the Republican Party's single most effective get-out-the-vote operation, which for generations had been the National Rifle Association. Not enough has been written about this, but anyone on the ground saw it. Thanks to legal harassment from the left, the NRA played a vastly reduced role in this election, and that made a huge difference in swing states like Pennsylvania and others. But above all, Democrats harnessed the power of big tech to win this election. Virtually all news and all information in the English-speaking world travels through a single company, Google. A huge percentage of our political debates take place on Facebook and Twitter. If you use technology to censor the ideas that people are allowed to express online, ultimately you control how the population votes. And that's exactly what they did. I know a lot of that's depressing. I understand. I get it. I read your emails. I read your parlor posts, your Twitter posts, your Facebook responses. I don't read all of them. I can't, but I read as many as I can because I want to see what you're thinking because this show is for you. It's not for me. I'm only one person. I know what I'm going to say. I'm me. The show is for you. I know a lot of you are mad. I know a lot of folks, even in Georgia, getting ready for a special election. Like, ah, what's the point? Ladies and gentlemen, there's always a point. Whether you agree with that point is up to you, but there's always a point. The left never gives up. You don't have to like them. I certainly don't like their dopey, silly, destructive ideas. But they don't give up. Right after election day, when Hillary Clinton lost, they were out there with their hats on by the tens of thousands, screaming in the street like raving lunatics. We can't give up either. I'm not done. Matter of fact, this fight, I warned you, even if President Trump doesn't prevail in this, it's not over. It's time to dance. Those of you who listen to my show for a while know exactly what I mean. So let me propose the fix here. 
You have that four-point plan to destroy America, bankrupt your political opponents, enrich your friends, destroy election integrity, use government to destroy your opposition, weaponizing law enforcement and the intelligence community and monopolize the tech public public square, suppressing anyone who speaks out against you. So what is the fix? Well, let me just say this before the fix. You must. And again, I'm sorry to have to tell some old school Republicans this who will strongly object to what I'm about to say. Yesterday's show caused a bit of a hit storm with an S in front of it, if you know what I mean. Because some Republicans on the side who are used to playing by the old rules, thinking the Democrats are playing by the old rules, don't be they don't like to be told that the new rules are in effect. That's okay. Maybe my show is not for you. But the new rules are in effect. If you want to play by the old rules, which have led us down this path to political annihilation, potentially, through the wiping out of any of our ability to speak in the public public square and and cancel culture, that's up to you. But I'm telling you now, listen, please, horse blinders, you need to throw out all of your old preconceived notions of what the battle plan is. All of them. They have not worked. Andrew Breitbart, God rest his soul, was right. Politics is downstream of culture. We have lost the culture. Therefore, the politics are already lost. But they're not lost for good. Throw all of your old ideas out. It's time to think new and to think fresh. Can I give you a quick story? There was a tragic forest fire in the late 1940s in Montana. There were some smoke jumpers that jumped in to fight it. It's an infamous story because of the death involved. I'm not sure how many, 15 or 20 or so. But a couple of people involved in it had less training than some of the smoke jumpers who had more training. Most of the people who survived, there was a lot of death involved in this forest fire in Montana. It was in a gulch. Most of the people who survived dumped their heavy equipment and ran and got away from the forest fire. Those who didn't held on to their equipment. One of the theories, there are many, you can dispute it either way, but one of the theories was that the people with the less training who survived hadn't been told or trained to keep their equipment no matter what. Therefore, scrapped that, ran out of there and got out of there while others lugging the heavy equipment didn't make it. I wrote about that story once. Because sometimes we learn things that are ineffective. There were things I was taught in the Secret Service Academy that were ineffective that we had to change. We used to walk the president out in the open air until Ronald Reagan got shot. Then we said, maybe we should walk him out in a tent so people can't see us. Good idea. Throw out all that stuff. We've learned to lose. And it's time to learn to win. So here's my four-point battle plan in reverse to counter each and every one of those steps they've had for us that they used quite successfully. Let's go to step one. Folks, civil, peaceful, organized disobedience has a long history in America. Does it not have positive change? The civil rights movement is one heroic example of people saying, That doesn't sound constitutional to me that we should have people of a different skin color sitting in a different portion of the restaurant. Matter of fact, it sounds immoral and ethical and pretty darn. You can fill in the blank. 
sounds kind of like a stain on our society that we're doing that. And I sincerely doubt that there's a place in our constitution that allows that. So we're going to ignore that because that just doesn't sound right. There's a long history of civil disobedience in our country. When people are under attack. Folks, you're seeing some of that now as people are seeing their livelihoods, their ability to feed their children, their ability to survive under attack. Decades of hard work by them and their families being destroyed. This is out in California. Yeah, California, not exactly a bastion of right-wing conservatism. This is out in California where people are starting to figure this out, that there was an implemented arbitrary 10 p.m. curfew. Well, this is after 10 p.m. in California. I guess people start to figure it out, start to figure out at that scene there that you're looking at. If you want to check out the video, rumble.com slash Bongino. They can't stop all of them at once. You're a business owner in New York City being slowly economically bled to death. So you have no ability to feed yourself, your family, send your kids to school, do whatever you can do. You have little merchant associations and commerce associations around the area. What if you just all opened up at once? What are they going to do? It's a long history of civil disobedience in this country. Maybe step one is to embrace it when you feel you are unconstitutionally under attack. Let's go to step two, folks. First, again, embrace organized, peaceful civil disobedience. It's got a long history here. What makes America, America? Red and purple states, step two. You're not going to get it in blue states. You can try, and you should try. But specifically right now, step two, for an immediate step two of this plan, Red and purple states need to implement, if you don't have it already, voter ID and in-person voting. Period. I talked about it last week. I don't even need to belabor this point anymore. After the debacle that just happened in this last election, mail-in votes showing up, unsolicited ballots showing up, signature matching at rejection rates historically low for an election that had more signatures via mail-in ballot than ever, doesn't make any sense. If there was a smell test, this doesn't pass it. If we do not have confidence in the elections, as as Tucker said in his clip as well, by the way, elections don't matter at all. Voter ID, if you don't have it already, in-person voting. You want to have absentee with excuse, military, people who are confined, do whatever, nursing homes, health conditions, understood. Mail them. I vote by mail. You want to stop me from doing it? I'm a-okay with that. Make me show up too. I only do it because it caused a bit of a thing at the election center. That's the only reason. I'm, I'm okay with that. Fidelity and loyalty to our election system we all believe in is the very hallmark of a functioning constitutional republic. If the left doesn't understand that, I feel really bad for them right now. If they don't understand that, they are clearly moving towards totalitarianism and tyranny rather than fidelity and loyalty to a collective republic. I'm going to get to step three and step four in a minute too because these are critical. Let me get to my second sponsor, but this is important, ladies and gentlemen. It kind of doubles down on step one, but it's critical. And I'm going to show you some video to show you what I'm talking about. 
Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Patriot Mobile. Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're waking up to a nightmare scenario. The left is on the brink of controlling the future of the country funded by corporations like Verizon who took your hard-earned money and used it to put radicals in power. This is why it is critical that we stick together and support companies who share our values. I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they never sent a penny to the left, Planned Parenthood, or any of them who seek to shred our Constitution. Switch with confidence today. They use the same network as the larger providers for much less, and switching is easy. Keep your phone number. Bring your own phone or buy a new one. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call the U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. So please make the switch today. The same service, a lower price than the values you believe in. By the way, this company stands by their stuff, folks. They're doing a nice donation next week. They're going to match a donation we're going to make on Giving Tuesday. I'll announce the charity soon. Um, it's important we do that. We sure I'll get back. And they stand by their product here. Get free activation and a special gift with the offer code DAN. Again, same service, a lower price, the values you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash DAN. PatriotMobile.com slash DAN or 972-PATRIOT. Call today. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. So the... Again, these steps I'm proposing to fight back correspond directly with the steps that the left is implementing to fight against us. You know, step two was destroy election integrity. Step two for us. Yeah, okay, let's push for voter ID and in-person voting. You know, for like elections that actually determine who won. A crazy idea, I know. So step three for them was, hey, let's use the government. Let's weaponize it to destroy our opposition. You know, Spygate attacking the NRA and stuff. Okay, step three for us. How about we just start ignoring unconstitutional laws and we start our own investigations? We can't do that, Dan. That's not right. So they started ridiculous, absurd PP tape investigations at us and we should repay the favor? Um, yeah, the difference is our investigations are actually based on something real, not the PP tape. Let me show you what I mean. So first, we have constitutional sheriffs elected around the country, elected by their own elections, many of them, who've said, you know, this whole thing busting into people's houses like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You see that meme where at the end they they swat him at, at Clark's house and the SWAT team is like, boom, boom, right through the window, you know, and they, they got Clark on the ground. Remember that? They swat Clark's as that's what they want, Andrew Cuomo and the tyrants of the world. But Cuomo, this lunatic, seems to have it backwards. He seems to think that constitutionally oriented sheriffs who raised their right hand and swore to defend the Constitution were doing so and saying, I will not therefore enforce unconstitutional laws. I will not break into someone's house on Thanksgiving because they have seven people over. I won't do that in violation of all kinds of constitutional search and seizure and other laws. Andrew Cuomo seems to think they're the ones acting as tyrants. So my suggestion before I play Cuomo and his tyranny is to the sheriffs out there who swore an oath to the Constitution, and as a growing number of them are doing, that you ignore unconstitutional edicts from fake, phony, King George-like monarchs like goofball Andrew Cuomo. Check this idiot out who seems to have it all backwards. That law enforcement officer violates his or her constitutional duty. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with, right? That's not a law enforcement officer. 
Uh, that's a dictator. <laughs> this is hilarious. Do you see how this goofball? Do you see how he totally flipped the dipsy do flipper? I flip you. I flip you if you're usual suspect style. Did you see this? You see what he does? He puts out, puts out an edict, clearly unconstitutional, about how we're not going to be allowed to gather for Thanksgiving. You're not going to be allowed public without a mask. All this. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives him the power to do that. They are a state in the United States of America. Therefore, they are subject to the U.S. Constitution. And yet, the sheriffs who say, no, no, we're going to enforce laws that comport with the Constitution and the laws of New York State, and we're going to ignore your unconstitutional stuff. He flips the script and makes them the tyrants. So step three, let's do more of this. Uh, don't you slip. I know what you're doing. It's coming, folks. Arrowhand, definitely coming. <laughs> Ignore it to the sheriff's out. Even Paula's laughing at that one. You know, Paula, she hates slips, but sometimes when slips are funny, she loves them. Ignore unconstitutional law. Step three is kind of step three, sub A, sub B. So sub B is we need to start our own investigations. Dan, we can't do that. We're old school Republicans. We need to hold our heads. Hold our heads high in what? The beatings will continue until morale improves. You ever see that shirt? I was on a line once for the Batman ride at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, and I thought it was the most hilarious shirt I'd ever seen. The beatings will continue until morale improves. You like that? Go right ahead. The other guy had a shirt in the line too. Life isn't too short. Death is just really long. That was the guy right behind him. Two really funny shirts, right? Both true. So you want to continue the beatings until your morale improves. Good luck with that. I'm out. New rules are in effect. Throw your old rules. Hold on to your equipment. And find no, no, dump the equipment. Get the hell out of there. Here are the new rules. Devin Nunes gets the new rules. We have substantive, credible information that Joe Biden's family is involved at a minimum in extremely shady potential criminal behavior overseas involving payoffs from foreign governments who are, en who are enemies of the United States. At a minimum shady. At a minimum shady. We need a special counsel right now. Oh my gosh, we can't do that. No, we can and we should. Listen to Devin Nunes say exactly that to Maria Bartiromo on her fantastic show this weekend. Check this out. I've been very clear about this. Every day that ticks by, it's going to become an absolute necessity that a special counsel is appointed uh, on the way out. Now, that doesn't mean that Biden wouldn't fire the special counsel, but at least you'd have a special counsel mm. office set up with money so that this investigation can continue because I'm not seeing the indictments uh, that I should be seeing when you take into the account that I've made 14 criminal referrals involving dozens and dozens of people. What, what, what's unreasonable? I understand what's unreasonable about that. You had a special counsel, Bob Mueller, and that hack Andy Weissman investigate a PP tape, a fake dossier you wouldn't blow your nose with. It was that valueless. Not a single assertion in there of substance ever had a, 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 an iota, a scintilla, or a shred of backup to back up the assertions. And we uh, we tortured the country for almost three years with it. Yet we have credible information, emails about the big guy, Joe Biden, taking payoffs from the Chinese Communist Party and people connected with them. And that's not worth the special counsel. If the president leaves office without a special counsel being appointed, I have to tell you, I will be absolutely disappointed. I mean, disappointed on a one to a thousand scale of like 998. 
Nunes brings up a good point. Joe, where am I going with this? But Biden will fire the special counsel. Great. Then we have an obstruction of justice charge. Oh, kind of sounds like what they did to Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Bell time. I have to hold the Kenny Bell because it'll ring forever. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds exactly, exactly like that. Yeah, but it was unethical. No, no, it was unethical what happened to Trump because they made the whole thing up. We're not making this up. There's actual evidence. You know, emails about Joe Biden, the big guy, taking payoffs. Remember that? Why are you taking notes of it? Let Biden fire him. Let Biden fire the special counsel. And we can look into obstruction charges. Democrats don't like that when you, you know, the, the, the syrup of Ipecac? Yeah, Democrats don't like it when you give them their own Ipecac. But maybe Democrats will learn then, just like we took, we showed them through the appointment of hundreds of judges when Harry Reid threw out the filibuster for federal judges. Remember that? What did we do? We turned around and Cocaine Mitch appointed hundreds of federal judges without the filibuster. Now the Democrats don't like that anymore. They don't like that anymore. You're expecting immoral people who support late-term abortion, confiscating your money to give to government swamp rats, destroying your healthcare system by letting government bureaucrats dictate when you can have your chest cracked open, taking minority students out of school choice programs and putting them into failing public schools, canceling you and bankrupting your family and shutting down your business. You want to reason with these people? You go right ahead. Not me. No, thanks. I'd like to see that special counsel appointed. Stat. Step four is an important one, folks. And it goes along with step four of their plan to monopolize the public square and get you all kicked off Twitter, Facebook, have your search, uh, your search in Google put down on page 6,422 while fourth pages of New York Times articles come up first. There's a way to fight back. I've told you this for years. Ladies and gentlemen, we must, we must build a parallel economy. I'm very sorry to have to tell you that. There are people for some bizarre reason, you know I have a financial interest in Parlor and Rumble. I put my own money where my mouth is. Folks, if I make a dime out of it, I'm telling you right now, I care zero. You know what I care about? Sticking it to these tech tyrants. When I say something, I mean it. But Parlor and Rumble aren't enough. You have other search engines. You have DuckDuckGo and other places. You have other search engines. Stop using Google. Stop watching this show on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding. It literally, not figuratively, costs me money when you don't watch my show on YouTube and you watch it on Rumble. I don't care. I need you to fight back with me. I can't do it alone. But building a parallel economy doesn't end with my parlor, my interest in parlor rumble. We need server farms because they're they're going down the value chain. If they can't kick us off the website, they'll attack our web hosting at parlor. If they can't get the web hosting, they'll attack us in the app store. If they can't attack us in the app store, they'll attack payment processors. If they can't get payment processors, they'll go after Visa. If they can't go after Visa, they'll go after banks like they did in Operation Choke Point. This has all happened. It's not a conspiracy theory. These are tyrants. They wake up in the morning. They pop to attention. Joe, please cue it up for us. And they salute the left while listening to stuff like this. I don't know, yeah, okay. 
wanted to play that the whole time. He slipped like five times around. He can't wait to play. Finally, finally, we, we found it. That's the Soviet national. That's them. They pop to attention in the morning. Folks, you want to reason with these people? We need insurance down the chain. Ad networks, server farms. I wrote them down. Pay processors, domain hosts. All of they don't have to be conservative companies. They have to be free speech companies. Candidly, folks, the people I'm involved with at Rumble and Parlor, I don't know their politics, but I do know one thing: they are resolutely committed to free speech. That I know. I don't want to know their politics. I just want to know they're committed to not discriminating against conservatives or liberals for that matter. And they are. I'm going to get into in a second why this is, but keep that here. I, I mean, especially after my New York Times segment, that's, that's what they pop to attention to. They, they, they're, they're Stalinists. These are Stalinist tactics. Use a mob to attack people for engaging in commerce, hosting a website, processing payments for companies you don't like. These are Stalinist, tyrant, totalitarian tactics. Please explain to me how they're different. I want to show you in a second the evidence of what they're doing to shut us down and why a parallel economy is important now more than ever. Let me get to my third sponsor today. Our good friends, and I do mean good friends, especially in this household, at Duke Cannon. The holidays are back. That means one thing. Returning a trunk full of gifts you didn't want. Sadly, wish that wasn't the case, but it is. Put some on your wish list that you actually want, like the festively masculine scents from Duke Cannon. How about Sawtooth? How about that scent? You like that? Roll this on. Date night will be fantabulous. Duke Cannon has a <laughs> holiday-themed grooming gifts like the Frothy the Beer Man gift set. Can't beat that. Modeled after the candy-filled gift books of Christmas past. Contains 30 ounces of manly, woodsy-scented soaps infused with a more adult treat. Booze. But if visions of follicle growth dance in your head, there's the beard that stole Christmas gift set. A keepsake box of provisions that'll nourish even the wispiest of beards to world champion status. If you're still unsure of what gift to ask for, Duke Cannon has a quiz guaranteed to recommend a great gift. Folks, let me just cut this. The gifts here are phenomenal. Phenomenal. You will not disappoint. You will be a hero around the holidays. They'll give you a promo code for your time. We hope you enjoy opening up our American-made products, the Frothy the Beer Man gift set, $20, modeled after those candy-infused gift books of the past. Like I told you, this instant heirloom has these booze-inspired premium soaps. They don't smell like booze, actually. The beard, they smell great. They smell like manhood. They smell like victory. The beard that stole Christmas gift set, $20. Treasured keepsakes. They keep the three necessary tools for the man cultivating a world champion beard. Duke Cannon holiday gift sets. The Frothy the Beer Man set and the Beer That Stole Christmas set are perfect additions to any man's wish list. I need this, by the way, for my stocking stuff. I'm just throwing that out there. Visit DukeCannon.com. Use promo code HOLIDAYDAN for 10% off your next order. Get the URL and the code right. Save you some money. Free shipping with orders over $30. A selection of Duke Cannon's products are also available at your local Target. Go to Duke, D-U-K-E, Cannon, C-A-N-N-O-N.com. Use promo code HOLIDAYDAN for 10% off. You're going to love this stuff. Super cool. Great sense. Check out all their collections of soaps. It smells smell like victory. Check them out. All right, folks, getting back to the show. So just kind of piling on step four, in case you think I'm making this up, that their step four, which is to monopolize the tech public square, public, I keep saying square and shut you down and shut you up. Here you go. This is a tweet by Axios yesterday, 
a center-left media outlet. Axios tweeted this out yesterday. Not a joke. Item number one on Biden's day one. This is a quote, by the way, liberals. That means they actually tweeted this. Item number one on Biden's day one tech agenda. Controlling the flood of misinformation online. Oh, gosh, misinformation. What does misinformation mean? Questions about how the election was run? Oh, that's misinformation? No, it's only misinformation when it's an opposing viewpoint. You think Biden's not going to double down? These are tyrants. These are late-term abortion, money-confiscating, school-choice-opposing, healthcare tyrants who want to rule as kings and monarchs and despots over you. And you want to reason with them? No, they'll be fair. You want your scalp last, the Jonah Goldbergs of the world and, and, and the, the sellout Republicans hoping to kiss the asses of the left, hopefully because they'll come for you last. You go right ahead, clowns. I'm not interested. Day one plan to combat misinformation. You see the dispatch people, Jonah and others. I got no personal beef against Jonah, but some of his work in the past. I'm just saying these people totally have totally misinterpreted the actions on the battlefield in front of them. Now we have to play by the rules of order. Good luck with that, dude. Wait till your Facebook page is shut down. Then you'll be complaining. We should have listened to Bongino sooner. Eh. Second, again, parlor. Here is just a, I, I, I have, I use Google to see the Google alerts to see what they're saying about Parler, because I know Google will feature the worst articles ever because that's what they do. So here's a Google alert literally from yesterday. This is a screenshot of my actual phone, not a joke, of just the articles that came out yesterday about Parler. now that we've built a social media ecosystem with tens of millions of people that is separating from the liberal tech tyrants. Here it is. They, ladies and gentlemen, they hate that you're over there. This is just a sampling of the headlines. Inside Parlor, the social media buy and for Trump supporters. Salon, stay, stay with me here. That's, this is not for Trump supporters, it's for free speech. How is it for Trump? If you're not a Trump supporter, you're not allowed on Parlor? No, that's t- totally false. So it's a made up headline. Here's number two. <laughs> Hilarious. Parental advocacy group warns Parlor is dangerous for minors. <laughs> LOL. LOL on steroids emoji guy. That's hilarious. Dangerous for minors. The Ayatollah can post Holocaust denial on Twitter. But yes, parlor folks, definitely the problem. No, keep your kids on video games and TikTok. That, that's definitely healthy. Number three, parlor created a platform for conservatives by burning the Silicon Valley script inside the rapid rise. Then it goes on, of course, to stigmatize parlors. Again, it's right wing thing. The Wiesenthal Center warns about parlor opening the door wide to anti-Semitism. Really? You mean like the Ayatollah of Iran posting Holocaust denial and attacking the quote Zionist regime on Twitter? I was I'm, I'm just I'm just checking. Ladies and gentlemen, however offensive some speech is, not everything said is illegal. Things are grossly patently hate-filled and offensive all the time. It happens every day. In a society that respects free speech, we have laws and limits. You can't walk up to someone and say, free speech, I'm going to kill you and your kids. Illegal as it should be. But not every offensive, grotesque, and disgusting idea, which anything anti-Semitic is, full stop, is illegal. If you can yell something in Times Square, you can say it on Parler. And I don't understand why we're a target because we're a free speech site with terms of service, but the Ayatollah can post open Holocaust denial on Twitter and they target us. The answer is because they don't control us. 
The left controls Twitter and Facebook. It happened again last night. Again, showing you how they will not stop until we are all wiped out and bankrupted. All of us. Here's another clown fake news disinformation specialist at the New York Times without a shred of dignity or integrity. Uh, Shira Frankel at the New York Times. Thank you. The New York Times newsroom in the morning. I forgot, Joe. That's that's a must. Everybody, they pop to attention. Here they are. New York Times last night. Shira Frankel, meet the top election misinformation super spreaders. A disgusting, grotesque, again, a fake news loser without a shred of dignity making a virus analogy during the outbreak of a pandemic. How disgusting of a human being can you be? Well, you work at the New York Times with the other loser who wrote another article like this. The whole gist of the article is an attack on me and Mark Levin for asking legitimate questions about the integrity of the election, where election misinformation super spreaders. These are Pravda-like zeros. Shira and her buddy Davey Alba, who are absolutely committed to disinformation Pravda campaigns on behalf of their Soviet-like totalitarian masters, who are uncomfortable with the idea that we are asking questions. Make no mistake what she's doing. Hey, Facebook, these people are asking questions about the election. Real shame if your store burned down or your Facebook page was taken with it, right? Remember, that's what the mob used to do. Hey, you don't use our sanitation company outside. Be a real shame if a fire started in the middle of the night and your place burned. You don't think that's what they're doing? What do you think? She's writing a legitimate journalism piece? You're concerned about misinformation on my Facebook page or elsewhere? Provide us facts using Occam's razor and simple solutions to why the questions we're asking still don't have answers, you dunce. And to your partners calling me, oh, stop. You know, they, they don't like it when you talk about them. People write them nasty emails. I'm not encouraging anybody to write anybody nasty emails. It's You write them substantive emails. But let me get this straight. In your crappy garbage paper, your toilet paper New York Times, you can stigmatize me and Mark Levin and publish it to your whole audience calling us misinformation super spreaders, causing a situation where we're under attack. And when we return fire to you, all of a sudden you retreat to your safe space. You can kiss my ass. How does that sound? No, no, don't take no. That's okay. We can say that on radio, right, Joe? Can we? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You were in radio yeah, a long man. time. Okay, good. Don't worry. I saw Paula taking notes. We have to worry about the terrestrial radio. thing. But you can plant one, a big fat one on my caboose. You attack us, we're going to highlight what you did. So don't have your people call me whining and crying. Oh, I got a tweet back. Someone was upset. You want to see what I get? You want to see some of my screenshots? Some of the stuff when you guys attack us that we get? Oh, that doesn't matter to you, does it? All right, let me get to this American Greatness article because it's a good one. What the hell is going on in Pennsylvania and Georgia, folks? It's a complete disaster. The numbers just don't add up. I want to get, let me get to my last sponsor first. Our friends at Omaha Steaks. 
there is really no better time. You have family gatherings, holidays coming up, folks, to get Omaha Steaks. The food is absolutely spectacular. It's fantastic. We are a big Omaha Steaks family in this house. Uh, Omaha Steaks. Uh, we, I mean, we can't, we can't eat enough of it, whether it's their ground beef, their steaks, their potatoes are gratin. The food is just delicious. The 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming. Make it worth the wait. Send a perfect gift. Send yourself something special and bring families together for a delicious second to none Omaha Steak holiday feast. The Deluxe Grillers assortment, assortment includes a wide variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouthwatering, delicious, delectable package, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to my listeners. It's a discount of over 50%. Food like this is, is hard to come by. At this discount, there's no excuse to not get it. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter promo code Bongino in the search bar. Omaha Steaks. It's not just steak. It's a guaranteed fantastic gift. It'll be a huge hit and a safe way to share the joy of this season. Don't forget when you order the Deluxe Grillers assortment, you get four free Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital thermometer with my code Bongino at omahasteaks.com. It's a deal you will not find anywhere else. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Go to omahasteaks.com. This food is absolutely fantastic. You're my personal recommendation. I'm not kidding. And type Bongino in the search bar to shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. You won't regret it. You know what you do? Buy it, send it to your friends, and then go over there and eat. <laughs> Arrowhead. That's the way to do it. It's that good. Send yourself one, too. It's that good. All right, folks. Getting back to the show. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. We love you. So I, I said to you yesterday that the great Julie Kelly over at the American, uh, what is it, American Mind, American Greatness, uh, she has a piece up that's spectacular, fantastic. She writes for both. Um, it's about what's going on in Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, the numbers just don't add up. Again, I, I know, you know, Shira Frankel at the New York Times, because she, you know, gets up and sings the Soviet National Anthem, doesn't want to ask questions about the numbers in Pennsylvania. We'll continue to do that and do actual journalism while you do your Pravda-worshipping bootlicking. We're not doing any of that. But thanks for playing. So here's the piece by Julie Kelly, American Greatness, Something Rotten in Pennsylvania. This is a spectacular piece. It's at the top of the show notes today, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter are the show notes, same thing. That's where you can subscribe, and I recommend you do. Let's get right into the what the heck is going on in Pennsylvania segment because these numbers, ladies and gentlemen, make absolutely no sense. Check this out. Folks, there's a very clear law in Pennsylvania. I brought this up yesterday that I'll, I'll actually uh, cite the election code myself. It clearly states, quote, for liberals, that means this is what it actually says. That's what quotes me. The county board of elections shall meet no earlier than 7 a.m. on election day to pre-canvas all ballots received prior to the meeting. Okay, sounds pretty straightforward, right? Well, Julie says, well, not only were an unknown number of mail-in ballots mishandled by election workers days before the official start date, election observers were not present at the premature inspections. Gosh, that sounds kind of strange, no? I just read you the actual law. 7 a.m. on election day, you can pre-canvass the ballots, which means just checking, folks. Paula, audience on Buzzman, uh, if you mishandle them before 7 a.m. on election day, it means you did so in violation of law. Is that correct? Waiting for an answer. She says yes. And they did it with nobody around to watch. Shira Frankel, the New York Times, like, I don't care, Dan. I work for Pravda. It doesn't really matter. 
God forbid you ask, ask, well, ask actual questions. By the way, if those votes were all for Donald Trump and he had won Pennsylvania, believe me, Shira Frankel would be writing a story about how right-wing misinformation was not talking about the story about the violations of Pennsylvania accounting law. That's exactly what she'd write because they're Pravda. They're not serious people. I say, all right, well, you know, law, small, what's a big deal? Law says don't handle the ballots. So they handle the ballots with no one around. She was like, I'm okay with that. No big deal. Uh, you okay with this too? The mail-in vote seemed un- unusually high while signature rejection rates were unusually low. Josh, that's a, that sounds kind of like a question. Quote, American greatness, Julie Kelly, roughly 2.5 million Pennsylvanians voted absentee in the general election. Nearly 2 million of those votes were cast for Joe Biden. Oh, that sounds strange. One analysis found rejection rates for Pennsylvania mail-in ballots was 30 times lower this year compared to 2016. I've only brought this up now probably 5,462 times. Folks, mail-in ballots are rejected at a pretty consistent rate due to signature mismatches and errors, roughly 1% to 2%. Doesn't it seem awfully odd that in a year where we had historic numbers of mail-in ballots and people doing it for the first time, not familiar with the process, that the rejection rate was 30 times lower, not higher, higher, lower, higher, lower. Doesn't that seem a little weird? Shira Frankel doesn't care because she thinks Joe Biden won Pennsylvania. So she's like, you guys are misinformation. It's a conspiracy theory. Okay, we'll do the real journalism. You can go sit down and sing your Soviet national anthem every morning at 7 a.m. Just like the election law. They said 7 a.m. You know, 7 a.m. That's the time. Everybody pops to at 7 a.m. You may say, okay, so it looks like they broke the law. Looks like rejection rates on signatures were very low despite mail-in voter and first-time mail-in voters being unusually high. Whatever. Information, information. Where the New York Times, you don't actually report facts like that. Does this bother them at the New York Slimes that down-ballot results were not in any way corresponding to what happened to the up-ballot, air quotes, lost by President Trump in Pennsylvania? Here's a great take by Julie. Think about this, folks. Republicans turned out in droves and cleaned Democrats' clocks down the ballot. She says, take, for example, the fact that Pennsylvania's incumbent state treasurer, a Democrat, was soundly defeated by a Republican challenger, Joe Torcella, considered a 2022 Senate or gubernatorial candidate who he lost by nearly 80,000 votes. This is a statewide election too. Same ballot, folks. Torcella's loss marks the first time since 1994 that a Republican beat an incumbent Democrat statewide office holder and caps a brutal election cycle for Pennsylvania Democrats in down-ballot races, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported on November 11th. So again, despite the anomalies with the counting and violation of the law and the historically low rejection rates, despite historically high mail-in balloting, you still don't find it odd that Pennsylvania voted statewide for a treasurer and for a Republican candidate for president. And yet the Republican candidate for president, Donald Trump, lost statewide in Pennsylvania, while the Republican treasurer beat the Democrat for the first time since 1994. By 80,000 votes. I don't know who beat Joe Torcella. Forgive me. It's my job. I don't know who won that race. But you're suggesting to me with a straight face that in Pennsylvania, people turned out in droves to vote for the state treasurer. I'm sure he's a great guy. Love you. Love you, man or woman. I don't know who you are. 
You're probably great. Congrats. Those are important. I'm not kidding. Not a joke. Those are extremely important seats. We should never discount those ever. Fight all. But you're suggesting to me with a straight face that this was the rallying cry. It wasn't make America great again. It was let's take back the state treasurer's office. She never laughed. When she laughs, I know. Did I hear that funny? She didn't like. She didn't like my my joke yesterday about my condition. Today she thinks that's funny. <laughs> but that's that was it. Make the treasurer's office great again. That was your rallying cry. So he won the Republican, but the Democrat candidate for president won also on the same statewide. I, combine that with the illegal vote counting. And the historically low rejection rates. And you think the New York Slimes and Shira would have a story. But no, her story's about us talking about the story. Republicans pounce or whatever. Because they're, you know, mental morons. They have double-digit IQs. That's why they have journalism degrees. You would have done something real with your life other than fake journalism. You may say, all right, well, that all sounds kind of weird, but were there more down-ballot abnormalities? And I mean abnormalities. I'm not suggesting, ladies and gentlemen, again, I know it was fraud. I don't have that evidence. I'm suggesting to you in conjunction with the obvious violations of the counting laws and the low rejection rates that there's a case worth investigating that the media is not interested in because they think Biden won. That wasn't the only down-ballot abnormality where Republicans clean Democrats' clocks with the exception of Joe Biden. Weird. Such an inspirational candidate. Nobody loved Joe Biden. He had all 12 people at his rally. Check this out. This is what else happened down ballot. So Biden received nearly 220 more, uh, 24,000 more votes than Torcella. That was the Democrat who lost the state treasurer's office. A Republican also won Pennsylvania's auditor general's race by nearly 200,000 votes. That was a big one, Joe. That was huge. The, make the auditor general great again. In the state's 17th congressional district, Democrat incumbent Connor Lamb barely survived an upset by the great, I threw that in there, Sean Parnell, in a race most experts rated as a secure Democrat hold. Oh, it's not, that's on, we're not done. And in an even bigger shock down ballot, Frank Dermody, the Democrat minority leader of the Pennsylvania state legislature, lost the seat he occupied for 30 years to a Republican. So just to be clear, counting anomalies, rejection rate anomalies, Republicans nearly clean sweep down the ballot, wipe Democrats clean statewide, wipe them clean nearly in congressional races as well that were competitive. Parnell is a great lawsuit going right now. And you're still suggesting to me that despite President Trump, who was up hundreds of thousands of votes on election night in Pennsylvania, that none of this should be looked into? It's misinformation. No, you're just an idiot. But you're happy being an idiot. Listen, I got one more thing about Georgia I want to get to, but I wasn't going to do this, but I, I don't like to bring up my wife and I's conversations. But she said to me before, she's very upset. She's sitting right there. I'm going to talk about her like she's not here, but she is. She was upset this morning. I'm not kidding. It's not like, eh, let's tell a goofy emotional story. Try and connect, try and connect to the other. This is real. She said to me before the show, she's like, you know, Years ago, when she was working in the financial sector, doing her thing, she's super smart, designing websites and stuff, doing her thing. 
Second, you know, politics wasn't a big thing in her life. It wasn't a small thing. It wasn't a huge thing like it is now. Obviously, being married to me, kind of hard to escape. It's like, you know, you can be content. You could almost be like a happy, useful idiot. She said, it's tough now. She said, I struggle with this a lot because every day she reads and she can't believe what happened. She can't believe what's going on right now. And she said, it's hard to deal with. And I was trying to put her at ease a little bit because I don't like to see her hurting. You know, and I said to her, you know, obviously ignorance is never bliss. And do you want to be one of these useful idiots? Of course, the answer is no, but I'm giving you a real conversation that happened. I said, do you really want to be one of these useful idiots that knows nothing about the goings on of the world? Has no idea the stuff I'm telling you today, their attack on us, their attack on our democracy, their efforts in Pennsylvania to obscure the facts. Do you want to be one of those idiots who pulled the lever for Joe Biden and then finds out if he's in fact sworn in in January as the next president of the United States, your taxes are going up, your business is locked down, your guns are going to have to be registered. Do you want to be one of those people who didn't know that? Of course you don't. That's why you listen to this show. Because you know that with information, with knowledge, and more importantly, knowledge and wisdom aren't necessarily the same thing. With wisdom comes a burden. And the burden is you recognize problems. And with the recognition of problems, you recognize the pain that there's a problem. Problems cause you pain. They cause you stress. Well, they wouldn't be problems. But what makes you different is you embrace the problems and the stress and you commit to fixing them. You're not a useful idiot like leftists. Leftists like Shira Frankel, who support speech suppression, anti-civil liberties activism, not realizing one day they'll come for her too. Totalitarian regimes always start that way. Where people say, no, come for me last. I'm your friend. I'm on your suit. As the guillotine drops on your head. People said that in the French Revolution too. Let me make one last point. So we already walked through what's going on in Pennsylvania. This is a great article, by the way. Folks, what's going on in Georgia, too? Again, I, I don't expect Shira Frankel of the New York Times to ask these questions because they're legitimate, just like the Pennsylvania questions are legitimate. But here's Matthew Brainerd, who I believe has some affiliation with some members of the Trump team. Uh, disclosure there. But he put out a social media post on Twitter about some very suspicious activity in Georgia, which piqued my interest because in my prior line of work as a federal investigator, I'm intimately familiar with this tactic. He says, quote, update. We've identified in Georgia thousands of early and absentee votes cast by individuals whose registered addresses are in fact post office boxes, UPS and FedEx locations, willfully disguising the box numbers as apartment, unit, etc. With just a partial review of the state, we've discovered a thousand votes, a thousand votes cast by those registered in non-residential, purely commercial addresses, also disguised with apartment. Let me walk you through this. Folks, this is huge. The vote disparity for President Trump to overcome in Georgia right now is 12,000. They did a small, and not a statewide analysis, a small analysis of newly registered voters in Georgia. I'm going to put this red state article up in a moment. And what they found were some of the new registrations, large boatloads of them, were not registered to homes. They were registered to P.O. boxes, UPS facilities that offer these mail-type services. 
And if you had P.O. Box 139, they would label it as Apartment 139 or Unit 139. Folks, why did this jump out of me? Not to keep relitigating my prior life, but when I was doing bank fraud cases as a young Secret Service agent, I got taken by this early. I noticed one day I was getting all these suspicious activity reports via the bank about suspicious transactions going on, and they were all listed to this address. I think it was in Westbury. I'm like, my gosh, I don't even know a building in Westbury that has this many units in it, apartments. It was like unit 139, unit 1,622. I'm like, man, Westbury doesn't even have places that big. So I decided to do what? What any young full of vinegar and whatever would do, young agent. I went out and checked out the building. Well, what did I find out? There was a shopping mall. Yeah, I'm not going to say which carrier it was, but it was a place like a UPS, FedEx, DHL kind of place where they offered those P.O. box type items. That's what they were doing. And they would come in every day, the people who were engaged in this fraud, and they would pick up their mail at their unit, which was really their P.O. box. So we waited for them in the back room and arrested them. True story. If I was going to do, God forbid I was a criminal and I was going to engage in massive voter mail-in fraud and voter registrations that were fake, that's how I'd do it. Apartment 622. There are apartments in there because it's only a box like that big. Is someone living in there? That's exactly how I would do it. Maybe we should check those registrations out and make sure they're real because it's illegal to register to vote using a PO type box, which obviously stands for post office box, but you get it, mailbox or mail drop as well. That's probably a more appropriate term if it's like a UPS or FedEx. That's illegal. You know that, right? Read this red state piece. Oh, it's worth your time. Be in the show notes today. Yambongino.com slash newsletter if you want to check it out. The Trump campaign has a very real chance to overturn the election result in Georgia by the great shipwreck crew. Love this guy's work. Super smart. From his piece, he cites exactly this, that Joe, this is super weird, that the mail drop locations seemingly ran out of boxes before the election. Gee, why would that happen? Maybe because people were buying them up? Quote, there is also anecdotal information not yet verified that many such businesses in the metro Atlantic area exhausted their inventory of available boxes in September and October. Wow, right before the election. Holy Moses, that's strange. To the extent they are able, what it seems the campaign is doing is cross-referencing the street addresses of these commercial mail drop businesses against voter registration information. Wouldn't that be really crazy if tens of thousands of fake voter registrations and mail drops, not legitimate residential addresses, were thrown out in a state where President Trump allegedly lost by 12,000 votes? That would be really weird, wouldn't it? Maybe the New York Times is interested in that. May, she, no, <laughs> of course not. Those are actual facts, right? Because you can cross-reference and check the voter registration and see it's a mail drop. Shira, maybe you should check that out. You know, journalism Ming. When you're done saluting the Soviet national anthem. That was a big show today, folks. I still... <laughs> 
<laughs> we have these stories. Poor Paula. She does this all this work and they sit there forever. I got good stuff coming the rest of the week. Don't go anywhere. We put a lot of work into it. I have a myth busting section that's going to be critical. I I called it on the vaccine thing. I'm going to get to that tomorrow. I call, I told you they were going to do this and they're doing it already. Don't miss that. Folks, again, in this fight, I'm asking you. At the end of the show, I do this all the time, but I'm making, again, a humble and respectful request. I'm not kidding. Please watch my show on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Avoid these text tyrants. They're killing us. Please follow me on Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Download the app today. I'm not asking you to drop Twitter and Facebook. Do your own thing. I'm just asking you to create a home there. We have to create a parallel economy that functions. We need a home safe from these Pravdas, Soviet national anthem worshiping fools. Please sign up today. Follow me. I'm at DBongino and everyone else. We need it. It's the only way we're going to win. Appreciate you tuning in today. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.